Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leibs bringing you episode six of Coach Talk on this beautiful Monday. Uh, For those of you who follow Don Bosco Prep football closely, you know what time it is. Uh, We play our biggest rival, Bergen Catholic, this week. Uh, and this is, you know, this is the week that everybody looks forward to in the Bergen-Bosco community. Uh, this game is why so many players on both sides go to either school. Whether you grow up with family on, at Bergen or Bosco, you grow up watching the games. Uh, this game is, is very meaningful, I think, to the entire state of New Jersey and means the world to, you know, the players and coaches on both sides. And I heard someone make a comment the other day that, like, you know, if you if you go one and nine in a season and you beat Bergen, you know, at least at least from an outside perspective, a lot of people will be be okay with that. And obviously it's the opposite of what we're going for, but it just shows you how much this game really means and, and you know, just it, it's interesting thinking about rivalry games like that, uh, you know, just how much more everything's amped up. Like the energy the energy yesterday, uh, you know, was different. The, everyone's focus gets a little bit different. Everyone's, the talk is different. Like, it, I don't think anybody spends a second thinking about anything other than this game uh, from, you know, the time we beat West Orange last week until now. Uh, just to recap last week, you know, I was hope, I was saying how we were hoping that we'd go out and execute at a high level, and we did. We are up 33 nothing and a half. Uh, ended up winning by, you know, like 20, 30 points. It was, it was good. We got to play some of the younger guys. Um, but as far as the varsity kids, like we, we did everything we needed to do to take care of business, take care of that next step, made some big pays, plays in the passing game, really got the run game going, which was great to see. And, uh, you know, now now we're on to, to the biggest week of the year and excited to take on the challenge. Um, from, you know, a coach talk perspective, what, what I've really been thinking about over the weekend, um, you know, I, I was talking to some of my former players at Wesleyan who they had their first game uh, this weekend and they won. And, you know, it was just interesting talking to them because they played a game, you know, without me for the first time. And we had obviously a very close bond there. And, you know, I was talking to uh, a kid who's a senior captain who plays receiver. And we were just talking about leadership. And I, and I was talking to him and reflecting to him about how uncertain I was at times um, when I was leading them because I was a young leader. Like my first year coaching at Wesleyan, I was 24, 25 years old. And even though I had learned from a lot of great people, and I had learned from great leaders. I had never built a culture myself. I had never run a position room myself. And I was, you know, kind of confiding in him and in how uncertain I was at times at how to approach things, how to handle different situations. But, um, you know, I think as a young leader, a lot of times when you're in those spots, you just have to trust your gut 
And you have to, I spent a lot of time thinking and reflecting about what's the next move, what's the best way to motivate these guys, you know, what do we need to do better. Um, and, and I think that in those situations, you never really know how to handle it, what the best way to go about it is, what is the absolute best message you can send. But as I think it's okay to be wrong. I think that as long as the people following you, as long as the people you're leading, they know that they can see you working your ass off and they can see that you're the hardest worker around and they know that you love them, it's okay to be wrong. And there was a time, like, you know, a legendary story for us up there. Uh, there was a time when, you know, the, the off-season workout attendance was kind of spotty about a year ago up at Wesleyan. So I held a receiver meeting. I called them all in. I was like, hey, you know, we got to meet. I need everyone to come in, emergency meeting. Like, we got something really important to talk about. And it, was, it happened to be raining on this day. It was pouring out. And we had a, a meeting at lunchtime. This was in the off-season. And they all came down to meet, and I didn't show up on purpose. And and a lot of kids were mad at me about it, but it really was like a a turning point in uh, in the chemistry of our group because I think they were kind of just taking some things for granted, taking me for granted, the effort and love I, I put into everything. And it was like, hey, you guys want to pick and choose when you're going to come to workouts. I can pick and choose when I want to, you know, do things as well. And it was a message that I was, you know, telling this kid. I was like, I, I have no idea if that was the right thing to do or not at the time. I took a chance. To me, it felt right. And you know, as much as people were upset with me at the time, it ended up. Turning, sending the right message and, and helped us turn the corner and helped us really believe in each other and love each other and start to do things the right way. And, you know, there's little things like that that we talked about. And, and I just think it's it's interesting to talk about young leadership and and how how it is okay to be uncertain and how you're going to be uncertain. Because how are you supposed to know if you've never been a captain in college ever, if you've never, if you are a young football coach, like how are you supposed to know what's right or wrong? And I think it's okay to be wrong as long as you're you, b- you believe in your values, you are spending the time thinking about, you know, what the next move should be and, and you're doing things the right way in your mind. And you th- and you can, you're the one who has to rest your head on the pillow every night and look at yourself in the mirror and be happy with the decisions you make. And, you know, if, if, if at the time you believe in, in, in what you did and, and you want to reflect and say, you know, I should have handled this differently, then handle it differently next time. But I think that guys won't stop following you even if you make questionable decisions, guys won't stop following you if they can look at you and they know you're the hardest worker and they know that you love them, that you have the freedom to kind of, you know, figure it out as you go. Just just continue to, to work hard. Just continue to, you know, believe in your guys and, and lift them up and then, you know, get on them and, and push them, motivate them when you have to. Um, you know, the other thing, spend, just spend a lot of time talking with these Wesleyan guys and, and the culture is really changing up there and, and it's a lot of what we built when I was there and now they you know they won this game they beat Middlebury by 40 points this weekend I think they got a really chance to finally be a championship program and uh, it's something that I you know what really hit me was, was as a coach you can never take for granted the things you say to your players even in casual moments casual conversations from casual conversations to the meeting room when you're you are lecturing them or teaching them or trying to inspire them but like you always got to be conscious of the things you say. And, and you know, now that I'm not up there, I'm, I'm talking to all these kids and they're all telling me how, you know, coach, well, I, I'll, you know, I always think about this time when you said this. I, I'll never forget the meeting where you admitted to us, you know, that you were uncertain, but that's OK. Like just all these things that in my mind, I'm just talking to them like, you know, a normal person. And I wasn't really overthinking like, oh, let me make sure I say this. I wasn't necessarily conscious of the things I was saying. Um, and those ended up being some of the most meaningful statements I ever made to them, you know, in hindsight, the way they're telling me that those are some of the things that keeps them going, that when they need extra motivation, when they need an extra push, you know, they kind of draw on those those times where I was just being an, an honest person and being myself and confiding in them. And I just think it's a, it's a lesson for coaches. It's something that really like hit me in the head. I was like, man, you can't 
ever take for granted the things you say to these kids. And uh, before the game, you know, like like this was supposed to be a close game this weekend for them. And before the game, um, you know, the the captain, the receiver who's a captain was telling me that, you know, he 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 thought that the team had done good work. He thought that they were prepared, but he was he still didn't know. And he was just taking an ice bath with the D line coach up there. And he said, when when that coach looked at me and said, we're going to win this game, he's like, that's when I had no doubts. That's what erased no doubts. As soon as I, I trust that coach so much that as soon as he was confident, it gave me all the confidence in the world. And it's a similar message. Like, just don't, you know, who knows? He would probably just, you know, being honest, but saying, yeah, we should win this game, like whatever. And 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 to hear how much that inspired a captain and how much belief that gave him just, just from simply saying, like, I believe in you, we're going to win this game. You can't take those things for granted, and, and it's why I think most of us coach football is because of the our position to inspire kids and move kids and, and better kids. Um, but it's something you can never lose track of. No matter you know, in high school football, a lot of times you're getting off your day job, you worked a long day, you're rushing to practice, you might be tired, you might have hit traffic, you might be frustrated, whatever it is, right? Like in, in college football, a lot of times there's a succession of long nights where you're in the office till one, two a.m. every day. 10 days in a row, 20 days in a row. And it's easy to, to be grouchy. It's easy to be, you know, upset. It's easy to be in a negative mindset. And and you got to do whatever you can do as a coach to bring that positivity and bring that inspiration because these kids are just yearning for it. And these kids are, are just hanging on to your every word. And it was really cool to learn that lesson myself. Like it's something I've been conscious of, but it really was hammered home to me today you know talking to a lot of my former players and hearing of the different ways that I've inspired them in ways that I had no idea like there are things where you know I've been running workouts or or the things I would preach during practice how hard I was on them in practice all the conversations we've had like I knew that those made an impact but it was the the casual conversations the everyday conversations the the me just opening up to them as a person and being myself and not trying to hide things and letting them into my life that really made the biggest impact. And, and it's, it's cool to think about because it, it, it makes me emotional because that's exactly why I coach football. And it's exactly why I have so much love for those kids, for these kids at Bosco now. Like I have so much love for my players. And I think it's one of my greatest strengths as a coach because it, it makes it that when you connect with players on that kind of type of level, like it's just natural. You're going to sell out for them more than, than you would for, for another kid. So, you know, that's kind of my thought for the day. Love your players, coach them hard love them even harder and and don't ever take for granted the, the things that you say to them and the impact that, that it may have on them um so that's all i got rivalry week looking forward to it gonna be a great week of practice high energy all week i'll see you guys tomorrow peace Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never want to see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop. <laughs>